Hello everyone, welcome to our first Manifesto Monday. Super, super excited to actually put my politics um, studies to use. Um, yeah, so as some of you know, uh, a lot of political parties are yet to release their national government election um, manifestos. So we're going to be losing their local government election manifestos from 2021 just to get an idea of what they stand for right um so i'm super super excited to get into it um so to start today we're starting out with the up and coming a uh, really you know new kid to the scene action sa so let's look at action sa's local government election manifestos let's look at some of their scandals and yeah, let's get into some political party analyzing. We need to get into that yeah, like a Rihanna. I see do go. So just um, starting off and going off um, action essays like whole uh, like thing. Um, their their slogan is "Let's fix South Africa." Um, think South Africa for South Africans. Think, yeah, think along those lines. Um, and yeah, so uh, a lot of what they have here on their manifesto is just like basically for local government so i'm really not sure how this would translate into um you know uh uh national government um so just starting off we're gonna start off with what their promises are right okay so just uh some background on the action essay manifesto uh as you know i'm I'm looking at their local government elections manifesto from 2021 um it's 20 pages um they have six main promises um the manifesto itself is really well broken down um and it's 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 a nice looking manifesto uh like visually quite appealing and it's easy to read. It's well broken down. And even if you're not a fan of reading, you could really get through this like um, quite efficiently. Um, so obviously, there are six promises here were for the local government elections. And I'm really not sure how that is going to translate into the national government elections approach. So their slogan is let's, let's fix South Africa. And um the and their quote is like the time for talk and empty promises is over. Now is the time for action. Let's fix South Africa. So um we've heard similar sentiments before um on an international basis. Uh I do I, I'm gonna give like a little bit of my opinion obviously at the end of the podcast. So let's start off uh with their six promises or offers so one customer-centric government that delivers service with pride uh so they really want to make sure that the people receiving the services or the service delivery are the center uh two ethical and professional public service so this goes a lot with their promise to reform municipalities 
Um, so I think this would translate into national government by just, you know, reforming the actual government. Um, and they want to make sure that things are ethical and um, every official is uh, competent and they want to let get rid of corruption and incompetence uh, within the government. Uh, three, efficient and effective administration. Um, so they claim that the administration is bloated and inefficient um, and that we outsource a lot of core services uh, to tenderpreneurs um, or inefficient municipality entities. Um, so they're going to cut out the managers or the middle people um, and uh, outsource and insource from frontline staff right um for caring and inclusive governance um so yeah they they claim to be pro poor um in all of their plans of actions um five business friendly and environment and business a business friendly environment where jobs are created um so they want to remove the red tape uh, and make it easier for businesses to succeed and modernize within south africa um we do have a lot of red tape um when it comes to setting up uh businesses i think in south africa so i i, I do see what they're saying and sixth safety and security so uh no country can pro uh, can prosper without rule of law uh criminals should live in fear and not law-abiding citizens that's just their tagline under this particular promise um so they're going to ensure that there are more police officers on the ground and give them proper training and use of technology to assist in preventing crime so uh there are six promises just to go over it again are basically you know um customer-centric government that delivers service with pride ethical and professional public services efficient and effective administration caring and inclusive governance um a business-friendly environment where jobs are created and safety and security right so let's look over some of their promises, right? So uh, number four, they are a pro-poor governance. So they have a bunch of ideas, uh, free basic services, rate policies, rates and policies. Um, so we will adapt a fair and um, equitable rate policies that do not place unreasonable financial burdens on our residents especially in vulnerable groups like pensioners and child-headed households um i i actually like that idea um but i'm i'm more concerned on you know how they're going to achieve this particularly um and then they go on and talk about caring inclusive and socially just governance so it it goes on and on and on and um they are only three actual things that focus on really 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 vulnerable groups so it's early childhood development will expand the scope of our municipality's ecd offering so that more parents have access to quality childcare. we will implement affordability measures to ensure that families are not prevented from accessing accessing these services due to limited means right so that's a great uh place to start um we do have a lot of problem when it comes to like you know who's going to look after kids and um how is it going to be achieved and i really like that idea 
And then uh, three, gender-based violence. We will establish shelters and safe houses for victims of gender-based violence and run community empowerment programs to address the scourge of, of GBV. We will also provide sensitivity training to our first responders so they can better uh, support victims of GBV. This is great, right? Um, it's an amazing uh, initiative to 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 look at gender-based violence from you know how can we support and how can we run community empowerment programs um i'm i'm i feel like while the promise is good there's there's nothing really that's saying like what is going to be done you know so we will establish shelters and safe houses for victims of gender-based violence and run community empowerment programs to address the scourge of GBV. Where? How? How will these be accessible? How are we going to make sure that they do not become overridden like so many of the shelters in South Africa are right now? Which organizations do you want to work with? Will you be working with organizations? Will this be a purely municipal, um, municipal thing? I want... like. There's no information for me. The promise is there. How is the promise going to be achieved? Right? Um, LGBTQIA plus support. We will establish support mechanisms for members of the LGBTQI community that are subjected to discrimination and hate crimes and actively foster inclusive and tolerant communities. Now, I really, really like this particular promise because it gives absolutely nothing. How? What are we going to be giving to these uh, people? How are we going to make sure that these support mechanisms exist? What are the support mechanisms? You're saying you're going to establish them, but what are they? Um, like, and it's it's very interesting coming from this particular group of people and their followers and what their followers have said, right? Um, then they also talk about youth development, paid municipal internships. I can never hit on that. I think unpaid internships are an actual crime. Um, so I think that's, that's a great way to do it. Um, but once again, um, the fields mentioned are chartered accountancy, engineering, financial management, law, and public management. Um, I think a lot of people who are suffering quite a bit are also humanity students. This is not to say that, you know, BCom and uh, B, uh, SOC and all those people are not, but like, I feel like there isn't as much of a of an emphasis put on, uh, on, on, on the humanities. I feel like STEM is like, still really really huge and we're overlooking a bunch of other kinds of graduates but i really like this and and i you know you can never hate on that uh youth development and support we will provide programs of opportunity centers in partnerships with private sector and other government agencies that provide our youth with tangible support measures allowing them to participate gainfully in the economy skills development programs will be designed to increase the likely the likelihood of employment or entrepreneurship this is great. This is amazing. There is such a level of detail in this that is missing in the LGBTQIA plus support, that is missing in the early childhood development, that is missing in the GBV, um, you know, and that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Um, we will fix our municipalities with business-friendly environment that allows the private sector to create jobs. So this is promise number five, right? Um, so they talk about investment, red tape reform, and uh, making informal trading regulations like easier for informal traders uh, to be compliant. And um, so I like that, you know, so it's important to me that I think we really do look at how um, informal traders are um, affected by the 
sometimes ridiculous uh, red tape of the government and how, you know, we can get around that. Um, opportunity centers, great. Uh, waste pickers, so they want to make waste pick pickers um, and they want to put waste pickers more in the recycling efforts. Um, so I really like that. And I, I'm really cons uh, worried about how they, they're going to make sure that it, it jowls. Um, the current waste picking um, initiatives we have in South Africa are great. And I hate the fact that they don't lead anywhere. So I think turning that into recycling would be great. Um, law enforcement. So they want an increased police presence. We will increase the number of municipal law enforcement officers on the ground in communities. We will ultimately strive to have a minimum of one municipal law enforcement for every thousand residents in our municipalities. I love that. But an increased amount of a police presence does not equate to an increased amount of public safety. In fact, they have quite an inverse relationship. So bit worried about that bit worried about which studies they 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 really um they they really uh looked at when it came to this um so yeah and then uh improved crime prevention will use training technology such as expanded cctv networks monitored by well-trained and professional staff to improve our officers ability to prevent crime um my issues with this is that like a lot of uh training is mentioned um but it's it's none of it really gets into the issues that a lot of people have with police in South Africa the ins the insens insensitivity the um the lack of care the losing of documents the buying out there's so many big issues that people have with law enforcement in South Africa that people don't want more law enforcement officers in their communities. Um, so they want to develop, so they want to address illegal immigration through intergovernment relations. So we will work actively with the Department of Home Affairs, uh, National Treasury and other relevant government entities to ensure that it's easier for foreign nationals to enter our country legally or to get protected legal status. Whether where the national government fails to process undocumented foreign nationals, we will lobby for additional grant funding and the delegation of powers to our municipalities so they can, can do the work, um, so that we can do the work ourselves. I am concerned, um, only because the actual person who is behind Action SA, which is Herman Mashaba, is known for being intensely xenophobic. So I'm going to be pulling up uh, a few of the xenophobic uh, xenophobic issues um as i go to the next stage i just really wanted to get through the manifesto um but the promise yeah is just basically saying you know they want to improve um the immigration process which is great we already have a really 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 tough immigration process getting into south africa legally is very very difficult um and yeah, I'm interested in what they actually want to improve through the immigration process. Um, I p personally feel like our immigration process is quite stringent and is, um, you know, uh, 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 on a national, uh, on an international basis. When we look at it, it's quite a, a, a normal immigration process. So when we look at promise number one, they actually do look a bit at sustainability. So they battle, um, they speak about battling climate change. We will commit ourselves to international imperatives fighting climate change and integrate sustainability into operating models. 
I'm really interested into what international imperatives they want to join that South Africa as a country has not already joined. Um, when we look at our power generation mix for the upcoming um, years, we do see a, a, a phasing out of coal and a phasing in of renewables. So um, if we don't know about, um, you know, the, the EPW, the, the, the energy, um, the energy white paper, and all these things that uh, have come out recently. You know, when we look at our new generation mix, we're looking at hydro. Um, we're looking at um, uh, we're looking at wind. We're looking at solar, and we're looking at a lot more sustainable and uh and reusable um energy and renewables. Um, and I'm really interested in which which international imperatives do they have in mind that have not already been joined? And to keep in mind that, you know, as a country, South Africa does uh, lean into um, international funding quite a bit. And um, to get funding, we are reliant on actually um, working with these international imperatives for sustainability. Um, they go on to talk about community cleanup campaigns, which are, are normal and are, are, are already done. Green spaces, we will invest in tree planting and greening initiatives to ensure our residents have access to high quality green open spaces while reducing our municipal carbon footprint. I really want to know like which um which residents is this gonna um really target. We do have a problem, you know, in apartheid spatial planning with the townships not having access to green spaces. Are these the the communities we're gonna be targeting? How are we gonna be targeting them? How are we going to be planting the trees? I'm really concerned with which communities are we targeting? How are we targeting these communities? And so forth. Uh, clean air and water. We do have a water problem in South Africa. Not a lot of people... Well, not everyone has access to clean drinking water. I'm concerned with this, that um, with their manifesto, it doesn't really mention which communities are going to be looked at. Um, they talk about water supply and most of it is talking about, you know, maintaining and repairing existing infrastructure and, inv and investing in new infrastructure. Um, not much is being said here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, every single uh, possible, you know, political party speaks about investing in new infrastructure and maintaining and repairing old infrastructure. I'm more concerned in how this is going to go. And then they talk about a refuse collection, um, communities, um, formal and informal, um, uh, will have access to regular re re refuse removal services with increased shifts in high density areas, which is great. It's needed. It's, it's, it's an amazing initiative. However, how are we making sure that these informal, um, these informal communities are getting what they need to begin with if they are informal and why are we not working on formalizing our communities? I'm concerned that, you know, there's a bit of, um, uh, a patchwork band-aid approach to this um yeah like they speak about fines for illegal dumping and um illegal dumping actually does affect the poor more than anything which i think goes against their pro-poor governance approach um and they go on and on as i've said it's a 20-page document it's not much to to read through if you're really interested in action sa and once again this is their like um local government so they they speak about a few things but i feel like one we're looking at a bunch of run-of-the-mill things more than anything that we've seen before nothing interesting nothing never been done before nothing never been said before um 
and I'm really interested to see what their national government uh, uh, manifesto is going to look like. Uh, so yeah, let's get into some scandals and let's get into the party leader, Herman Mashaba. Okay, so let's get into Herman Mashaba. So, whew, Herman Mashaba grew up in Hammanskral. Um, He has a few companies to his name. He initially worked with the, um, what is this, FMF, the Free Market the Free Market Foundation um, stepped down to start work, uh, to start being a member of the DA, just a normal member of the DA. Um, and then he, in 2015, he accepted a nomination to be a um, DA mayoral candidate uh, for the 2016 local government elections. Um, then they won in 2016 because the ANC lost their majority. So I think the ANC took like 44%. And the DA and the EFF went into conversations for a coalition, but a coalition never really happened. But they agreed that they would um, let Mashaba be the the candidate, right? For I um, mean the mayor. Um, he yo, I think if I remember correctly. Sorry, let me check my notes, child. <laughs> He started Action Essay in 2020. Um, so, Mashaba has a few things down his belt, child. I don't want to lie to y'all. Um, but his biggest allegation is allegations of xenophobia. So, he has made multiple, quite, quite scary um comments public comments that are xenophobic um and they have been linked to incidents of increased xenophobic attacks and anti-migrant migrant sentiments in south africa um so during his his uh time as mayor there were a few xenophobic violence occurrences um in Johannesburg and he he came out publicly and said South Africa has nothing to apologize for and um people are doing it for jobs for this for that for that for that so he is not the best when it comes to like our xenophobia problem because South Africa does have a xenophobia problem uh, if we're going to be honest um and he has come out and said that he favors the death penalty but only for murder and rape which is a slippery slope, and we all know it is. So he would uh, bring out a lot of misinformation. If I remember correctly, October 26th, 2019, he tweeted this um, table that was like, uh, like the different types of crimes committed by different nationalities. Um, and it had like, I think Kenyan flag, Tanzanian flag, Ugandan flag, Nigerian flag, and the Zimbabwean flag. Um, bruh, <laughs> like, there is no denying that this man is quite xenophobic. Um, he, uh, I remember when, I think this was November 2018, he spoke about how uh nigerian people specifically um that they were killing like joe book cbd um 
namely Hillbro. Uh, and then he said that uh, people were going to bring us Ebola in the name of small businesses and that um, our health our health facilities couldn't keep up with um, immigrants, basically, right? Um, he then speaks about, you know, the statistics about the arrests of, like, Nigerian immigrants, what not not, what not not, what not not. Um, and I'm using here a Mail and Guardian um, uh, uh, article, uh, I think this is an article that was written in 2019. I forgot to properly reference. But basically, um, in 2019, there were 765 arrests of Nigerian migrants. Uh, 212 of those were driving under the influence. Um, 206 of those were for fraud. 193 of these uh, were for were were for a false driver's license and 87 were for the possession or dealing of drugs um and then there were two or three arrests for murder no there were two arrests for murder and three for attempted murder this is some this is coming specifically from johannesburg where you know it was claimed that it was the like omg um like wow uh, these people are bringing drugs they're bringing murder and here we are here we are with the statistics and they're not backing up what he's saying at all um you know and he he just continues to be xenophobic and he he continues to stand behind his xenophobia even now under action sa he has not you know moved from his xenophobia he speaks again like he speaks about how um uh south africa should be for south africans uh it's giving very much put essay first it's giving very much um donald trump rhetoric but i don't want to get into that right now so um he is xenophobic and he is leaning more and more to the alt-right than we would like to think i think he's a conservative at heart um and he's yeah and i think he knows what he's doing and he knows exactly which fan base he's stirring up um we have a rising a rising amount of far-right um people in south africa and it, it, it's almost impossible for us to to ignore the parallels between herman mashaba and uh, donald trump uh without us lying to ourselves at this point um and to even back that up um i'll never forget when he uh, tweeted something where he was criticizing President Ramaphosa and praising President Trump, um, you know, and said that some of Trump's successes were reduced taxes, stricter immigration control, and economic growth, um, which is not necessarily true. Um, but, you know, we are allowed to have our own reality as people, but um, not when we are political leaders and we are in charge of a quite a growing fan base and a growing uh, group of people. Um, Mashaba does, however, you know, really live up to his corruption takes. Um, he, he, if I remember correctly, there were about like 106 in, in investigations that revealed that revealed corrupt licensing um done in Johannesburg during his first two years as mayor, if I remember correctly. Um so yeah, it's it's yeah, he is 
sticking to his fight and corruption from the top. However, we can also see his own corruption. So he was found guilty by public pr- protector Husisuwe Mkwebane um, uh, for uh, going against supply chain uh, management uh, policies, conflicts of interest, and making irregular appointments. He, I, th- mm. he appointed um, Joburg Metropolis Chief David Tembe, even though he did not meet the minimum requirements. You know, um, so yeah. I'm not sure how anti-corruption he actually is. Um, I think like a lot of South Africans, he's one of those anti-corruption as long as it's uh, not <laughs> like benefiting him. <laughs> um, he also has some, you know, um, allegations of awarding his wife, uh, you know, uh, contracts, um, multi-million tenders uh for the city of Joburg. Um mm, but also this is a prelim pre- preliminary report that I'm looking at currently. Um but he said he was gonna take it to court and nothing has come of that either. So yeah. I'm gonna have to believe the public protector on this one. Um so as I said, like many South Africans, uh, he could just be anti-corruption as long as it doesn't benefit him. Okay, so my final thoughts. My final thoughts on Action Essay is that I have no real hope for the political party. I think um, it's a it's a populist movement, um, and I think the 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 basis is hate and. After they come for migrants, they're gonna start coming for everyone else's rights and. There's nothing new. Um, we're seeing a, a rise in hate groups um, and in extremely conservative and right, uh, like um, right people, like they're on the right of the political spectrum, taking charge. I'm, I'm not impressed and I think uh, there's a lot to be desired. Um, I think their manifesto is good. I think their manifesto is nothing special. Um, yeah. The silent part in a lot of the action essay is the silent part we saw with Donald Trump. And I can't with good conscience say that I think someone who idealizes uh, ex-president Trump is going to be a good person. I also can't say with good conscience that I believe that Herman Mashaba does not know the haters inciting. Uh, so yeah, those are my beliefs and that's what I think about the Action SA manifesto. And I'm interested to see what they're going to uh, release in 2023, right? For the 2024 election. So that's 2022. Um, but yeah, 